0: Girl and yo hope you had a good day yesterday and if it wasn't super great well at least it's a new day we get to try again fresh new save file to to start with so i'm obviously on the hogwarts legacy grind and uh that's basically what i've been playing of course you know me i have i have my feeds i've got I don't know, 30 outlets that I'm following. So I look at probably a thousand articles every day uh, to bring you the most interesting stories that I can find. At least the most interesting as far as I'm concerned. So what do we have on the slate for today? Well, we have a couple of game announcements and some horrifying AI, I'm just kidding. It's not horrifying. It's actually pretty cool. <laughs> some uses for AI uh, that I think are, could be pretty, pretty good for the games industry overall. So, first things first, welcome to the Wolf's Den. I'm your host, The Wolf. And we need to talk about some Lord of the Rings games that are coming out in the next two years. This news comes from a, an earnings report. Now, if you're not invested in the stock market, you may not be aware that there's a company called Embracer Group. Now, Embracer Group owns several uh, studios that, that you will be familiar with. They include THQ Nordic, Crystal Dynamics, that's the one that was supposed to be doing Perfect Dark, and Gearbox, those are probably the most well-known developers. So, Embracer Group put out an earnings report, and in that, you know, they were discussing future projects of what shareholders can expect and what the company overall expects to come out of it. In that report, we learned that there are going to be five Lord of the Rings projects uh, on the way within the next two years. In addition to that, Embracer Group is planning to release 224 games before 2028. 224 games in the next five years. Which is wild. That's so many games. (laughs) Um, 31 of which... 31 of those 224 games are going to be AAA. Now, Embracer Group defines AAA as having 100 developers on hand uh, at peak development if as you may or may not know AAA doesn't have a solid definition and that's because we we know that because Microsoft has said in its filings and the FTC as far as this merger goes that there's, there's no industry specific definition for AAA we just use the term AAA to mean kind of something that's super polished that a lot of people have worked on but it's not, there's no dynamic There, there's no uh, uh, measuring scale to say what is AAA was single A, was double A so each each company defines it differently but that's how Embracer Group is defining a AAA game. That being said it looks like uh, based on their, their earnings report their little slideshow here PowerPoint presentation it looks like it looks like THQ Nordic is going to be taking on a majority of of these 224 games now here's there's a couple of asterisks here asterisks Uh, so 31 33 of these uh, 224 titles are ports Uh, so they're porting existing games to different consoles So, really, we are down to 190-something games. Uh, Nine of those are going to be DLC and new content. So, we're down to 180. Uh, And then Indie Games and AA are with less than 40 million units sold. Uh, They're expecting 75 of those, 76 with more than 40 million, but less than 100 million in sales. Uh, 76 will be in that range and then the of course we have the 31 uh, AAA games so based on the split uh, of the projects per per uh, operative group is what they're calling them uh, it looks like crystal dynamics is going to have the fewest number of projects which to me says they're going to be working on the majority of the AAA games Gearbox also has a small percentage of projects that they're working on. Smaller. So those are going to be the two that we are are really looking at. So interestingly enough, they also list uh, games that should be coming out this year and next year. So we have Dead Island 2 coming out. Remnant 2 coming out. Payday 3. Hyperlight Breaker. Space Marine 2, looks like a Warhammer game. Homeworld 3, Outcast 2, a horror game called Alone in the Dark, and Jagged Alliance 3. So it seems like a lot of these are going to be what they consider to be indie games or A games uh, that had fewer than 100 developers working on them. Um, so, I mean, it's... It's an interesting kind of breakdown here, uh, but yeah. So we we know for a fact that we have five uh, Lord of the Rings games coming out within the next two years. It says right here uh, in one, one of their one of their slides, uh, Lord of the Rings five titles in production with third party licensed partners and will release during the next twenty four months. So. Should be interesting. Uh, Lord of the Rings is kind of, it's kind of tapped. I mean, if they do something like, like what Hogwarts Legacy did, and they did something, or what Amazon attempted to do with uh, the Rings of Power, if they do something outside of, outside of the events of of the uh, the Lord of the Rings, I guess. <laughs> uh, if they did something beforehand, or you know, explored the the world middle earth at large that could be really interesting uh you know without the orcs or you know include some of their own fantasy characters because you don't have to stick strictly to the ip specifically with lord of the rings when you're going you know pre-mordor uh i mean everything everything that the rings of power is based on is is kind of notes and little nothing solid so you could throw whatever you wanted to in there hopefully they actually do that but part of me says they're going to be super safe with it and be focused on uh, the established lore instead of adding anything new even though you can you totally can as a fan of lord of the rings i feel like you're safe doing that as long as you have an explanation as to why they're not there in the future that's perfectly fine you know what i mean there's there's no reason you couldn't have, like, a whole race of wizards out there uh, casting spells and, like, either they're the protagonists or they're the antagonists and enemies you have to fight. You can even throw an explanation in there that they were hunted down to extinction by, by men or something. I, you know what I mean? It could be... It, you could do whatever you wanted to. Uh, but, anyway... That is something to look forward to. I thought that you would find interesting. The next thing is that uh, Valheim is coming to Game Pass. And one of my buddies has been grinding Valheim. And uh, I don't know. I I, I feel bad for, for him for having bought it. Because I'm going to get it for free. Uh, in two weeks. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. Game Pass is, is still... For the players, anyway, it's still the best deal out there. For 15 bucks a month, you get all these games for free. Essentially free. I mean, when it comes down to it, it costs, like, I don't know, 3 bucks per game. When we're talking, like, I just spent $80 on Hogwarts Legacy. But if I go to Game Pass, I can play, like, all kinds of, over 100 freaking games I have access to. And that's just on console. I also have PC games so another add another 30 or 40 in there for the price of 15 bucks like are you kidding me are you there's no there's no better deal out there for gamers there just isn't uh as far as i'm concerned so hopefully game pass is like still good for developers like we talked about it seems to be for now hopefully that keeps up um and we can continue to have these good, these good deals uh, for real cheap. Anyway, so what? What about Chat GPT? Let's talk about Chat GPT, the big boogeyman under my fucking bed that I'm constantly afraid of. Uh, so, <laughs> Chat GPT, of course you know, is AI machine learning that scours the internet and has conversations with you. It is able to, it was designed in part to check code uh, in, I don't know, websites or whatever they're checking code in. And, you know, a lot of people have been, there's a lot of buzz around it. What is chat GPT? Can it be used? What applications can it be used for? What are the ethics of it? Uh, You know, et cetera, et cetera. Google went out there and tried to make its own version of ChatGPT GPT and apparently it cost them like a billion dollars. Excuse me, excuse me. I, I was very off on my figure there. It wiped out $100 billion in in company value. So what was the error that wiped out $100 billion? They asked uh, this AI, it's called Bard. They asked Bard to describe the discoveries made by the James Webb Space Telescope to a nine-year-old child. And part of that reply was that the JWST was the first telescope ever to take pictures of a planet outside of the solar system. So an exoplanet. And that is incorrect. The first uh, image of an exoplanet was taken by the Very Large Telescope in 2004. So the AI got confused with the JWST's first picture of an exoplanet. Uh, so that that blunder, and the fact that it wasn't fact-checked, uh, ended up costing Google $100 billion. So $100 billion is a lot of money to lose on AI. You better believe, though, that Google is going to make sure that their ai is freaking perfect right and google is the is the perfect way to to is in the perfect position to ensure that ai machine learning is the best that it can be because of their search algorithm that's why they're the biggest search engine on the planet so anyway let's talk about uh how that all applies to video games what can you do with video games? You know, you can create entire storylines if you wanted to. Squirrely used AI to help him create a song. And yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. But what you can also do is you can create NPC dialogue with chat GPT, which I thought was pretty interesting. And even further than that, because this thing can talk to you, you can theoretically preload it into a game and you have this instance of the AI on your on your console or your computer or whatever, and it's talking to you, creating dialogue in real time. How wild would that be? Especially if you could interact with it. <laughs> can you imagine that, where you could like have conversations with an NPC that flow but aren't voiced by an actual voice actor can you imagine that like how much more immersive would the world be if you if that were a thing in a video game that would be freaking crazy you know and it could have it could have different uh different kinds of characters uh different inflections you know you could be talking to an Irishman for example in one scene or one area and they could be talking to like a freaking a Khajiit in another area all with their own backstory and you know the AI knows this that would be wild that would be freaking cool really cool uh and apparently that's something that is happening in this Chinese MMO I don't know exactly how it works, and it, it, I, it's not available in the U.S., okay? So this MMO, it's supposed to be released worldwide. It was supposed to be released last year, in fact, but obviously that never happened. So hopefully we get to see this here soon, but there is an instance where the NPCs are are powered by chat GPT or something similar, okay? And what happens is you can interfere with couples. At least that's what this this video is showing. So you can, for example, break up a wedding um, by saying something. I mean, obviously the whole video is in Chinese, so it's like we the best we can do is listen to somebody half translate what's happening here and you can cause drama by walking up and like as a female character and being like oh you know he he's lying about you being the only person last summer i was with him last summer and you know whatever and it breaks up the the npc's marriage in another instance you can tell an npc that they should break up with their uh their long distance lover and that long distance never works and then you can come back 2 months later in game and the AI, the npc will say they broke it off with with their lover so <laughs> that's that's a thing that allegedly is happening in games in China it's freaking crazy man it's wild the the i I can't even wrap my fully wrap my mind around how much more immersive games would be if you had quote-unquote natural NPCs that didn't just continually repeat the same I don't know, 100 phrases over and over again, but like actually had conversations and like different conversations every time you talk to them. Now this gets into the ethical question of it, and like because if you can do that if you can do that can you then create little NPCs with their own limited mind. You know say that say say you have an NPC that that really likes bread for whatever reason and there's a bread shop across the entire map. Could you then have that NPC recognize that it it likes bread and that this character should go on a quest to get that bread. Do you see? Do you see where I'm going? Like, could you program an NPC to have something of a will of its own in in a rudimentary, basic sense? Could Could you do that? Now, based on what we were talking, I, I was talking to the game developer, one of the game developers for Hogwarts Legacy, and that would be very resource heavy on one hand right you could only have a handful of those if any but because each each one would have to be individually tracked but if you could or if you could make it cheaper on on your console resources what if like how much wider would the world be If you had NPCs just roaming around doing their own thing, like literally just doing their own thing, and you ran across them in different sections of of the world. Now that's happened before, as we know, you know, in several RPGs, but I don't know, man, like that, that just, that that thought kind of really, it's very interesting to me, very intriguing application to, to this technology. Could be soon, man. Could be within the next 10 years that we have NPCs roaming around like like the the character in Free Guy, the movie. <laughs> like Ryan Reynolds' character in Free Guy, just roaming around doing, doing whatever they want to do without following any specific programming. They just have vague programming that they should be over here, or they should like this, or they should respond in this manner. But Outside of that, the, the AI gets to decide what that NPC does. That could be a very interesting development for RPGs, man. Could be very, very interesting. So, I just want to talk about those couple of things. Uh, I don't really have much else. I, I want you to marinate on including AI into video games. Because that that, that is going to be the next thing. Especially with RPGs and we still haven't heard much about fable i'm just gonna float that out there we heard about fable two years ago we haven't heard much since so that would be the perfect game that would be the perfect game man to have ai generated uh responses and conversations oh man it would be so uh uh I'm getting, I'm getting a little too excited because Fable is one of my favorite games. Anyway, I'm going to end it there. I hope you have a good rest of your day, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace.